Hello and welcome to Beer and Money, a financial fireside chat for professionals. We work to simplify your finances so you can enjoy your life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello everybody, welcome back to Beer and Money. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, my co-host, the incomparable Alexander Collins. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Uh, I'm excited for this uh, first video podcast that we're doing. Yeah. Um, for those of you uh, who are more visual learners, and I'm not sure you'll be learning anything from seeing our <laughs> mugs, but uh, we will be launching a YouTube channel shortly uh, to add some videos. So if you're really wondering what Alex and Ryan look like, I'm sorry um, in advance when you log in to see us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we're excited about this. Um, uh, getting to the task at hand here, Beer and Money podcast. This is for professionals who are just looking to learn more about money and to simplify the, the financial side of their lives so you can focus on what you want to do. And that's what this podcast is all about. So for those of you who are returning, welcome back. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, we want to untaboo money. So Sounds Alex, your, your head nod says it all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about how to create income in retirement. And uh, we realize that many of, of our listeners are not close to retirement. Uh, this is all about thinking with the end in mind and having that blueprint of what we want our life today and in the future be. And so you have to understand how that act, how your assets turn into income later on, but you got to plan for that today because those decisions are happening right now. So that's why we're having this conversation right now. Um, do not listen to this episode if you have not listened to the previous two episodes because we're building on the episodes and we definitely, I mean, Alex and I will get lost just because that's who we are. We definitely don't want you to get lost. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so uh, the last two episodes, we've spoken about the the 4% rule. And then in the, the latest episode last week, we were talking about amortization and annuitization of our assets. Today's conversation is going to be around. Specifically, specifically as it relates to retirement income. Yes. Sorry. Today's episode is around what many have heard as called the bucket talk or the the bucket bucketing of our of our money to distribute to ourselves in, in the form of income. And so the best way, go ahead, Alex. There are hundreds of different versions and variants of the bucket method. Uh, we're going to cover the concept in general and try and make it the the simplistic, watered down version to to be able to explain over a podcast and you should be able to get a con the concept and be able to figure out like, okay, yes, I can see how you could ramp this up and make it more complicated and, and all the, the fun variants thereof. Yeah. So let, let's simplify this for them so that they get so they can just quite understand what we're talking about here in terms of bucketing our money. And so we're going to take a, uh, an example to really kind of share with this and explain what we're talking about here. So imagine, uh, you're getting to retirement and you've got a million dollar nest egg. And we're going to split that million dollar nest egg into three different buckets of money. Ideally, when we click into retirement, right, we've got that million dollars. In this version 
we're going to take $200,000 and we're going to take 200 of the 200,000, we're going to put that into a savings account. And that is essentially going to be our income for the next two, three years or so. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of variations on how many years. We don't want to get bogged down in that. The The basic concept is this is short-term money that we're going to live off of for the near future. The next bucket of money, um, we're going to take $300,000 and we're going to put that into an investment account where the allocation is a 30-70 model. So what I mean by that is 30% in, in stocks and let's just call 70% in, in bonds or, or fixed income or cash type of um, portfolio. So a low risk allocation uh, for $300,000. Yeah, we're looking for a conservative approach. Uh, it doesn't really matter whether this is 3070 or 2080 or 2575. We're looking for something that's not going to have a whole lot of volatility. We want to make sure that the money is going to be there and have some amount of growth rate. Uh, we really want to protect ourselves against uh, the downside of a, of a market correction. And then that, that money will be for a specified period of time. Right. And so each one are really broken down by years normally. And then the last five hundred thousand dollars, we're going to put that into an account that's more of a more risk based account where we would say, as and we're going to use in this example, 70 percent in stocks and 30 percent in, in that bonds or fixed income portfolio. So we would call that a 70 30. The reason we're putting the money into that style of an account is it is for growth. We're hoping that that money, that $500,000 grows over the period of time that we're not touching it because we're utilizing money from our other two buckets prior. Yeah, we're giving our, this is the most aggressive bucket uh, in, in the portfolio. We're uh, allowing this money time to grow. And if there is a market correction or a, a downturn in the stock market, we've got time on our side still to be able to have it recover. And the idea is that this money will slowly be peeled off and used to refill the other buckets as we use those to generate income. So that's a high level explanation of what we would call the bucketing our money for retirement. So let's talk about the, the pros of this type of method, Alex. Sure. So, I mean, the first pro is that we we dramatically decrease the amount of volatility that we have on uh, the the assets that we're using to create income, and it gives us a much more stable income stream over the the short term period. Yeah, that that first bucket of money, the savings at two hundred thousand dollars, right? There's no fluctuation in that. It's sitting in our savings account. We pull the money out, and we don't have to worry about the market going up or down with that stream of money. That's a huge piece from a risk profile, from a guarantee profile, and from just having our other money that we're not really using for that time period still working hopefully for us and not all of it sitting in a savings account. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing here is making sure that uh, we've got consistent income. You know, one of the things that, that really is this mindset shift when you go into retirement is, okay, I, I no longer have a paycheck. Where does my paycheck come from? And, and how do I then tackle that? You know, some people might be lucky enough to have a pension. 
we might uh, still have Social Security in some format or another. We likely will, but who knows how long that's going to last and what that's going to look like in the future. And then this is designed to supplement on top of that. And by moving it into uh, a, a cash position, then we can have a lot of certainty over a short period of time. And, and we're using a cash position in this example. Uh, there are other variants that use some form of like guaranteed income, uh, spending down of the asset, the, that amortization concept over a very short period of time. Yeah. So this this kind of takes us to that that middle bucket that we were talking about. That's the three hundred thousand dollar that that's sitting in a conservative account, that thirty seventy allocation. Um, the purpose of this, the pro is ideally, well, the 3070, let's just start there. The risk profile isn't very risky. So ideally, we're not losing money, right? We've ideally, got a lot of stability. We've got stability there with opportunity for some growth. You know, maybe keeping pace with inflation um, is, is this account uh, kind of set up for if, if you were to put a rate of return on that style of an account. In an ideal world, we're slightly outpacing inflation, but yeah, I mean, this is not, we're not looking for home runs. We're looking for a conservative, consistent uh, approach. And the other thing is I don't want people to get, you know, too locked into, you know, 20% of the money in the short-term account, 30% of the money in the mid-term account, 50% in the, of the money in the long-term account. Like various different buckets will will create more than three buckets. They'll also have, you know, change or modify the percentages that go into each one of these things. Uh, we're, again, trying to simplify it to give you an example of how this works. Yep, absolutely. It We want the concept to come across first. Obviously, the design of it is on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, in Alex's terms, is it always depends. It does. It I'm always gonna depends. You, I'm going to buy you the depends uh, to wear. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. No. So, <laughs> you're coming into your office tomorrow. You're going to have the box sitting there. Um, Thanks. The, the last $500,000, we have it in more of a riskier profile, that 70-30 profile, um, with the intent of hopefully this money growing, right? This isn't money we're probably touching for several years, if not even a decade or more. So this is money that is, the intent of it is to get a rate of return, hopefully, on that money, so that the money we've previously spent, hopefully, gets replenished by the growth of the, this money not being touched. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a minimum of five years and, and oftentimes 10 years plus that we're looking at this type of a bucket. Uh, the goal is to make sure that that this bucket is able to replenish our other buckets. Um, and and it, this is what fights inflation. This is what makes sure that we have dollars down the road. And because we don't need to access it in the short term, we're willing and accepting of more volatility and more risk because we have that longer time horizon still, I mean, if we think about it when we retire, if we retire at, say, 65, well, life expectancy pushes us out to somewhere between 85 and 90, uh, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter, depending upon circumstances and health. It depends, right? Yes. Um, it, but at the same time, we can't be super conservative because we still have at least that 
15 to 20 year time horizon, if not 30 years or potentially even more in retirement. And, and so the goal is making sure that we don't get too conservative and at the same time, we don't get too aggressive. Yeah, uh, in in an ideal situation and and all the factors you know being positive for us this can definitely be a, a good method of uh, for retirement planning but like any other method that we've spoken about there is no perfect method right and there's not i would there's probably not one that's better than the other maybe um depends on the situation now i should be wearing it depends <laughs> uh, but so so let's let's now jump into the cons uh, of of this type of method so starting you know we'll go back to the um, the first bucket of money, the 200000 sitting in savings. Sure. Uh, so the first con is that we've got a, a significant chunk of money that is sitting around, um, as as one banker recently put it, earning zero point nothing. Um, you know, I mean, check with your bank as far as what you're actually earning, but th th there's very little in the way of a rate of return right now on assets that are sitting in a bank. Yeah. Uh, the... The other aspect is that that money is for a specific amount of time, right? Like $200,000 is not going to last, at least in our scenario, um, it's not going to last very long um, from an income standpoint. And so the other money that's sitting in the market, it has the same issue as every other uh, investment um, account out there, right? In terms of the fluctuation of it, the taxation of it, when you pull money out, did, is at the same time, the year uh, that the market was negative, Right. So th there is there's that aspect, which I, I did just kind of jump us into that middle bucket, the three hundred thousand dollars. So that 30, 30, 70 allocation. I just mentioned a couple of cons there, Alex. What else do you see? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one is the the timing risk of when we have those dollars shift over. I mean, there's there's ways to go ahead and make that smoother. Uh, we can do things like you know, not reinvest the dividends or have a, a systematic way of reducing down the, the risk over time. And, and those things definitely help. And, and the, the, the biggest issue with the, the bucket approach is that it's not one consistent approach. Everyone does it a little bit differently. And, and so there are pros and cons with however you do it. Either you're creating a, a ton of transactions in order to create the income and create that that smooth transition from you know bucket two to bucket one, bucket three to bucket two, or you're exposing yourself to to risk in terms of when is it that we're making that change and how are we going about doing it? We don't necessarily have as much flexibility with where where dollars come from, what happens with unexpected uh, unexpected expenses, uh, things of that nature, and so we wind up with th these these kind of lumpy distributions that get subject to market timing, um, and if we get that wrong, it can be disastrous. Yeah, and and jumping to the last bucket, right, the seventy thirty, the five hundred thousand dollars. I think this might be the bigger issue with the market timing aspect. Is as For we're sure. transitioning money from that bucket to maybe the midterm bucket, right? That transition there might be the biggest jump or lump that you're talking about because you're taking a profile that has much higher risk, and if it's at the same time, you know, take. You know, today, today was February 24th, uh, 2020, and the market didn't have its best day 
if this is the day that you chose, if this is the day that you chose to move money from there to the mid midterm bucket, you just lost money possibly. That makes that lumpy, that transition lumpy, as as Alex was just stating. Yeah, um, and, and like we can kind of back ourselves into a corner with this with this strategy, uh, depending upon again how exactly we're using it and 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 some of the details that go around along with it. So uh, again, we hopefully we're getting across that we're not biased to any one of these methods. Every method has pros and cons. Each situation is individually unique. One thing that we haven't spoken a ton into is the taxation of these different methods, right. um, which we will be discussing probably a little bit further in our next podcast, because that's probably the biggest piece um, here that most people really haven't considered is the taxation of, of their money coming to them from their assets and how you split it up and the method that you've chosen, one could have higher taxation than the other. Yeah, and like we'll actually get a chance to share with folks how it is that we typically go through and navigate all of these different methodologies. Um, and our solution and our answer to this is using some combination and trying to create as much balance and flexibility as possible. Yep. So we've got one that have listened to us a bunch, right? <laughs> so we've got one more podcast coming out on specifically on how to how to create income in retirement, and this is where we're going to bring kind of bring all these concepts together. Um, with that being said, Alex, why don't you uh, bring up the question of the day here? Sure. the The question of the day is which of these methods that we've spoken about is most appealing to you, and more importantly, why? If it, is it the 4% rule? Is it annuitization and amortization? Or is it this bucket method? Um, we're looking for folks to, to tell us which one is, is most appealing and, and why they lean that way or what they like about it. Um, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yep. So make sure you visit us at beerandmoney.net. Uh, scroll to the bottom of the page. You have Obviously, you have the podcast sitting on that page, but at the bottom of that page, um, you can give us uh, your name and write us a question, either for the podcast and answer uh, the question of the day that Alex just brought up. So as normal, we hope today's podcast was valuable for you. And as always, cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 9093991100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, CIPIC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian.
Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020 96575, expiration March 2022.